live from the men's department at Sears, located in the Century Mall, and brought to you by Fruit of the Loom. Good day. Start with the Fruit of the Loom. Briefs. Penties. I'm Delmon. And I'm Malicious. And this is EQ2 Talk. This is episode number 47, and we are recording on June 16th, 2012. Happy Father's Day. And Allie, why don't we still have theme music? I've got that excited, scared feeling. Like 98% excited, 2% scared. Or maybe it's more, it could be 98% scared, 2% excited, but that's what makes it so intense. It's so confused. I can't really figure it out. Isn't that from uh, Armageddon? Yeah. So is that how you see episode 47, a thing hurtling through space, <laughs> planning to destroy Earth? Well, we have to blow it up. All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's start blowing stuff up. <laughs> and uh, I, I think, unfortunately, Allie, uh, we have a bit of errata to go over. Uh, you have an errata. I do. And that's what upsets me the most about it, I think. As you know, Allie, I am a man. And I have done a typical man thing. I have forgotten our EQ2 Talk anniversary. I noticed that. I, I know, but in, in, in Delmon's defense, um, internet experts have been debating about what is the official anniversary date of EQ2 Talk. Uh, nobody seems to know exactly sure when it all started. Internet experts, really. Yes, yes. It's being analyzed and dissected, and they are trying to come up with a date, and they still have not done that. So uh, in my defense, I will say I miss remembering, <laughs> trying to remember to do it, but uh, I, we don't know the exact date, I don't think. I, and it's still, uh, it's still up for debate. But I, I feel I owe you an apology, Allie. Okay. You an apology. Uh, as you know, last year... Uh, on our first anniversary, I gave you, do, re, do you remember? You gave me a ream. I did. I reamed you with paper yes. on our first anniversary. Yes. And and now here it is, our second anniversary, and I racked my brain about what to give you. Okay. Yes. So in honor of our second anniversary and the traditional gift being cotton, I went out and got you a package of low-rise briefs, Allie. You know, I bought ladies' underwear, <laughs> you know, for the ladies. And do you want to put them on now for everybody and show them off? Uh, well, maybe I'll save that for later. Okay, all right. All right, maybe we'll do that in the outtakes. You can, you can try modeling sure. your new undies for everybody. Yeah, awesome. The well, you know, Del, if we manage to make it to three years, you're going to have to get me something in leather. $6,000? It's not even leather. Whoa. Oh, okay. Let's, uh, 
We'll worry about that if we last that long. Uh, let's get the email, shall we? Let's do that. We have an email here from Ukabi. Our first. In- yes, she was our first. She entitles her email, Socks and Underwear. Hi, Dell and Allie. It's been a while, and I'm not much of a writer, but I just listened again to your last podcast again and figured I should at least drop a line to commend you both for keeping us so entertained. Well done. Even without tons happening in game lately, you still have the gift of gab, and thank goodness you do. And yes, I'm using tons on purpose, although we may have to explain it to SOE because to quasi-quote Inigo Montoya, I do not think it means what they think it means. If only we could put the two of you in charge of EverQuest 2. And Delmon, if you haven't watched that movie yet, get busy. Sadly, speaking of the people in charge of EQ2, I'm afraid we aren't in nearly as good hands in-game as we are in podcast. I really do hope that Windstalker can steer us in a direction other than the one that Smokejumper was headed down. From the minute I heard him say in your interview why he tagged himself with that name, I was put off. Best I remember it was him jumping in time after time to save games from disaster. I mean, really? And if by saving games from disaster he means foisting Dungeon Maker on us? Well, I could quote from Inigo again. Dungeon Maker almost seems like a desperate attempt to get the community to do their programming for them. Wait, actually, that might not be a bad idea. I should stop sounding all gloomy because I really do love the game. And since I'm still a relative newbie, only three years... I still have so much I can do. There are entire zones that I've only spent hardly any time in. I've only completed 2,714 quests, so there are tons of them left for me. I can sympathize, though, with your situation of not having a lot left to do because I've been there in other games. All I can offer is to group up if you're ever really bored. Hang in there and keep up the good work. Here's hoping that at least the socks and underwear are comfy. Signed, Ukabi. So, Del, did you have some thoughts about her email? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. And, and I think, first off, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for the wonderful comments. I think both Allie and I do enjoy hearing uh, that you enjoy uh, the podcast and keep listening again and again. That is, that is great to hear and uh, warms, warms my heart. It's interesting. Uh, she does quote a movie I haven't seen, so I don't get any of these references um, I'm, I'm not even sure what what movie is this I'm supposed to watch again. It's The Princess Bride. Oh, oh, that's right. I lost my street cred for not having seen that. I shouldn't bring that up. Okay, uh, but it's interesting. She talks about uh, you know Dungeon Maker almost seems like a desperate attempt to get the community to do their programming for them. Uh, you know, when I first heard about Dungeon Maker, you know, I kind of actually had that thought that Dungeon Maker this this sandboxing is a way to and I'm using finger air quotes, uh, outsource their development a little bit mm-hmm. back to the players. Let the players generate content for themselves that therefore they have more to do. I think that has backfired a little bit in my opinion. Do you, do you have that feeling at all? Kind of. I mean, I don't know that it has, quote, unquote, taken off like they wanted it to. Well, please. It has been highly successful. Well, I mean, I don't participate Really? I mean, okay. I've gone reluctantly when you drag me in there. Yes, yes. Pretty much. Um, Kicking and screaming. So, you know, I don't, I don't know how much people partake of it, to be honest. Uh, so, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I have partaken quite a bit of it. Uh, but please, please do not confuse my doing it 
with my enjoying of it. Those are two very separate things. Uh, there are achievements involved with it, and that's what I enjoy doing. I'm doing them for the achievements. So I have found uh, grinder dungeons, and I do the ones that present the least amount of effort for the greatest amount of reward. So, yes, I am doing them, but I would not call it enjoying. I do not leave work going, oh, I can't wait to get home to run that grunden dungeon grinder again for the thousandth time for 107 tokens so that I can get to 100,000 tokens and earn the five points for the achievement. Uh, I'm doing it for the end. I'm, it's a means to an end for me. Uh, so I'm not enjoying it. But I, I do think it's it's an interesting attempt by an organization or a company like that, and I think uh, this is not unique amongst game companies, to create this uh, building block, this this almost Lego-like system uh, for their content so that players can generate far more content than, than a paid staff member ever can. I think, though, SOE... Uh, limited the tools that went into the toolbox and therefore uh, made these things to be what they really are, dungeon decorating and not dungeon making. i, I got to say I give them credit for trying it. I just don't think it went far enough to make it what it really needed to be to keep players engaged and enjoying it. It is very uh, cookie cutter. It is very, uh, dare I say, paint by numbers kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, Here's where this goes. Now you can make it either an orc or you can make it a cobalt. It's up to you, but ultimately they're the same. They're just different skins, different flavors of the same thing. Uh, so, so that leads with a, with a certain amount of flatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot of depth to them uh, that we see, say, in your TSO, your mini dungeon raids, where every encounter has a little script that you have to figure out. Now if I think we've talked about how that can become annoying to the extreme that they've taken it. And I think Dungeon Maker is on the other end of the extreme where it is so flat, so stale, so, again, paint by numbers. Um, they're not enjoyable after you've done one or two of them. It's the – I think we joked the other week. It's the small world ride over and over again. It's just right. more dolls dressed differently singing the same song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really thought it was going to be something totally different than it is. The way it was described made me think of an actual dungeon that players could build, uh, either make your own map. And, you know, I understand that that's probably out of the realm of possibility. But even if it's just a pre-made map, I guess I was envisioning it more like an actual zone that you could go do with a group. And even if there's not chest dropping with awesome loot in it i guess i thought the encounters would be more like a real dungeon so to me it's not really dungeon making it's just indoor zones with some mobs in them that you actually aren't going into you're getting in a suit and then going into it Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and to me that's not really a dungeon that's more of an aggro house (laughs) <laughs> I like that description. <laughs> Agro house. <laughs> oh, and it's not even really like fun. I, I hate to be so, you know, put it down so much, but it's just, it's not fun. It's not fun because it's, it would be fun if it actually, if you were there and you could be with a whole bunch, of, if it was an agro house, you could have a party in. Okay. That might be okay. <laughs> but you have to go in as this avatar 
you can go with a group of people, but you're still in avatar form. I, I don't know. It, eh. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, we know on the horizon, play as yourself is coming. Right. Do you think that will make it more appealing? Yes. You do. But do I think it will make it more interesting? No. Okay. I think uh, you need more encounters that are actually like real encounters, you know? Uh, more to them just than just hack and slash, which is what mm. they kind of are today. Right. It's just blow stuff up. Right, right. As fast as possible. You, you know, I, I, I kind of disagree. I, I, I think the play is yourself, while it sounds appealing, it's just more of the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's more hack and slash. Uh, maybe it sounds more appealing because I'll have more uh, tools in my own personal toolbox. I know my spells as opposed to every time I go in there and I happen to pick another uh, avatar, I got to figure out what the four buttons do, you know, and no mm-hmm. two of them are the same, which I guess is a good thing. But uh, I got to reread every button every time, and then it takes me uh, a certain amount of time to figure out what if there is a casting order or which ones refresh longer, which ones are completely draining all my power, you know. So there's a little bit of figuring it out. Uh, I, I think that'll go away. But again, I don't. There are, the reward system is limited in terms of getting something worth my time for doing these. What am I going to spend my dungeon marks on, really? Um, I, that just doesn't exist. So I think uh, that's an immediate turnoff. And again, it's just more of the same. It's more paint-by-number zones, more small-world zones that are hack and slash. Uh, there's no puzzles. There's no strats. There's no uh, things to solve, unlock, mm-hmm. do, you know, uh, right. complexities. Don't stand here, stand over there. Um, and then, too, you know, the other, I think the really bad thing about it is there are a lot of really, being polite, crappy dungeons out there mm-hmm. with mobs stacked on top of themselves or that come aggroing through walls because people think they've set up fake walls and stuff or floors uh, that just come bum-rushing you. And it's just kill one, try to hope to kill one, revive, try it again, kill one more. You know, where the hell's the exit to this thing? Did they shrink it and hide it behind a chest somewhere? So now i got to spend 30 minutes running around looking for the exit here. Uh, maybe that's my grind method uh, mindset overwhelming, just saying get me, get me in and out of here. But uh, because they are, as you say, just decorated houses, uh, aggro houses, um, again, I, I don't see even being Delmon in there is going to be that appealing to me. I just know what his nukes are, really. Well, let me clarify. You said, will it be more appealing? Okay. Yes. How much more appealing? Very little. Fair enough. Will it, fair will enough. it make it awesome? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay, you know, fair enough. You got me there. It'll make slightly more appealing, <laughs> that, and I'll be less reluctant to go help you do whatever you need to do. But am I going to go there voluntarily? Maybe just once or twice to check it out. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see myself doing it on a regular basis. Why go into an aggro house when I can go into a real zone? With real rewards that you with, might actually use. Right, and people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, I agree. You know, I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, to me, EQ2 is about punching mobs in the face and taking their stuff. Right. Not, not, in this case, kicking mobs and then zoning out and getting awarded a, a, another currency system uh, of which there's really nothing to spend my currency on. Mm-hmm. Especially... <laughs> Do I really want to buy more spawners for something that I'm not even decorating? <laughs> Heck no. So, Okay, enough beating up on Dungeon Maker. There is that one other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, from her email. 
she talks about uh, some of the stuff to do when there's nothing to do and uh, 2,714 quests. A lot more out there. Keep working on those. It could be. Uh, <laughs> but those are a lot of fun too. But, uh, you know, the stuff to do when there's nothing to do, and that's something that, you know, kind of we've talked a little bit about, Allie, in, in some past episodes that, you know, kind of we're into that mode a little bit. Right. And uh, I know you've been working on a list uh, of, of things to do when there is nothing to do uh, to try to combat that summertime blues feeling that we've talked about and try to uh, look at it from a different angle. Yeah, I'm trying to find solutions to our, our problems, you know, kind of like looking at the bright side a little bit. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. So thinking about things to do when there's nothing to do. Now, I have a whole bunch of alts. So I think in fairness, we should take alts out of the equation because really what we're talking about is our main tunes. Now, some people have multiple mains, so whatever. Those are the exception, I think. But for people like me and you who just have one main tune, if you take alts out of the equation, uh, I thought we could talk about what are some of the things that we like to do or maybe some things that other people might like to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, there there are quite a bit of those sort of things. And uh, sometimes you don't necessarily see them right off the bat. Especially if you're in a negative mode. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's bring a little sunshine to our past episodes. <laughs> well, one of the things I know you love to do, Del, is working on achievements. Uh, ab- absolutely. And, you know, I think achievements, though, can be a little bit of a double-edged sword at times. Uh, for example, I know we've been working on our, our Seder kill count. Yes. Well, killing 10,000 Seders, well, may not be fun. And perhaps this stems from my OCD mentality a little bit where uh, I, I got to do them all. While, yes, killing blue mobs is not necessarily fun in itself, there is a means to an end, and that end will get me my perma-smile feeling that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So that's something we've been working on. And, you know, what it is fun, though, is you and I are doing it. Uh, you're doing most of the killing, and I'm on the auto-follow, being the awesome DPS Templar that I am. <laughs> uh, we're chatting about stuff. We're, talk- we're talking about our day. We're talking about what's going on in-game. We're talking about uh, the new TV shows that are coming up, like Falling Skies that we're excited for, those sort mm-hmm. of things. So, uh, you know, so the- while there is a means to the end in killing, it's also an opportunity for a little social interaction, which I think is a good thing. And there are, there are plenty of achievements. Uh, some are very easy to get. Some are a little bit more difficult and require a little bit of work, like Seder Kill Count or earning 10,000 dungeon marks or other kill counts or running old school zones for kills and updates and quests and things like that, the 5,000 quest achievement. Uh, But I think when you get them, uh, there is that permagrin moment and that excitement. Maybe it may be hard work and uphill both ways to do it, but reaching that pinnacle, reaching that summit, to me is well worth it. I enjoy doing the achievements. Absolutely. Look forward to more of them and look forward to some of the ones that aren't working getting fixed someday. Well, the other thing you were talking about, like the the kill count ones, you don't have to sit down and do 10,000 all at once. Oh, no. You know, that would oh. be ultra boring. So, mm. you know, I mean, what we do is mixing it up, you know, go do a little of this, a little of that, throw in some satyrs, you know, check things off each other's list. And if you kind of like get with a group of people who have the same kind of interests, then it's, you know, 
it's not so painful. Uh, absolutely, you make a you make a great point there. Uh, Ten thousand daunting number. Uh, the old saying is, "How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time." Right? <laughs> is that an old saying? I'm sorry. Well, I'm sure I'm it's not, not familiar not, with eating an oh, elephant. Uh, well, okay, maybe not for elephants. I don't think elephants use that saying. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, we do this. The satyrs, you know, fifteen minutes. We got fifteen minutes before you know before bedtime, kind of cool down thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's run over there and do a few minutes of that. And before you know it, you'll you'll reach the finish line. Uh, so you're right. It's it is a marathon, not a sprint. My um, thing that I'm most lacking in achievements right now is the battlegrounds, and I'm kind of hoping you know maybe our quest group will eventually get to the point where they feel like, well, I want to do the battlegrounds achievements, and we can all kind of go together, and maybe it won't be so scary if we're you know with friends. <laughs> Yeah, I I got to be honest, and and I'm embarrassed to admit this. Maybe I have never, never, ever, ever done battlegrounds. Why? Because it scares me. No, uh, we went once. Uh, no, I've never been. Are you sure? I, I could have sworn we went on a Monday night with nope, the group. Nope, I am positive. I have never ever done it. I am the ultimate scaredy cat. Uh, I don't want to lose to a twelve year old who's going to taunt me from Australia. You know, uh, it it, it I, I guess I don't want to be exposed for the fraud that I am. Uh, so You're I, not, have, no. I have never done battlegrounds. I, I am I am embarrassed to admit that, and I have there are tons of achievements out there. So uh, that is something that is on the list. I I need to get over my oh my god they're all going to kill me mentality. Well, they will, but guess what? <laughs> you don't get debt, so it's okay. <laughs> they are going to kill. Oh, thank you. Way to, way to, way to sell so it, Allie. They're going to well, kill you, Dell, and so then fun. they're going to kill you again. <laughs> yes, they will, and it, that's the fun part. Because then you get to go back and kill them. Oh, boy. That's the fun part. That's actually fun. I, I do enjoy that. It's more fun if it's somebody you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and, and like you say, I think if I go in with, with people I know, so there's a yeah. little bit of camaraderie there. Uh, yeah. I think maybe when you when you go solo, <laughs> yeah, it, it has scared me a little bit. And, but I have done the arenas, and, and that's fun. And that's, again, something that – uh, you know, you don't see a lot of people doing it. And it's something if you can get a group of friends on an off night or, or your guild is uh, in between raids or waiting for a reset or something. I think arenas is another good thing that you can do as a group, uh, a team building activity that uh, necessarily doesn't get a lot of press today. Eh. No? no, I don't love arenas. I think okay. they're a little bit, they're okay. I mean, it was fun to do once or twice, but there's nobody doing them. And when it's just me and you, I mean, there's only so many times that you can kill each other and get your jollies out of it. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> on, a, on an avatar, yes, or and a especially pet or whatever. Especially, let's remind people of our, our arena strategy was right. turn into the avatar and then run away. Right. I just ran in circles. Right. It looked like the Indy 500. I was just running laps around it, staying away from you so you couldn't shoot. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm just suggesting, right, a, a once in a, a once in a while type of thing. I'm certainly not suggesting, hey. It's uh, it's Tuesday at five. Let's go grind uh, arena night. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if it's if this what to do when there's nothing else to do, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is something that is a diversion that's in the game that I think not a lot of people are taking advantage of. Well, Battlegrounds is has that other element of, you know, you're actually fearing for your life because it's real people who are out to get you. They're not predictable mobs. Right. So there is a certain element of a thrill there and really gets your heart racing when you're doing battlegrounds. It's kind of like dueling only on a larger scale. So that part's really, really cool. I'm sweating right now just thinking about it. No, it's fun. You, it's, it's, like a, it's like an adrenaline rush. 
It is fun. It's it's scary. I mean, I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible, but it's a total adrenaline rush. Anyway, someday I'll get you in there. All righty. So one of the other things that um, I really enjoy doing, and I think you do too, is um, doing old raid content. There's so much lore in those older raid zones. Um, you can even like throw together a pickup raid because it's so old. You can just like mow, mow stuff down. You can even mentor down and go do some of the really old stuff. Um, and to me, that's really fun. It's kind of like going, it's going to the, the museum of raiding kind of, you know, it's like raiding at a leisurely pace. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. And there are certainly a lot of them. And, uh, you know, for folks who have maybe gone from that uh, 1 to 92 right away race, uh, maybe have skipped a lot of them. And, uh, you know, we were talking about achievements earlier. There are certainly a lot of achievements for accomplishing them. You know, for one just to kill, then the sense of urgency, maybe a flawless. So there's many ways to do it. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, it, it, it's fun just to beat up on those things, especially if you rated that content. Uh, sometimes it's, it's fun to go back as the big guy now and just kick it square in the jimmy, and, <laughs> you know, and say, for all those times you killed me yeah. over and over again. And, and you know, uh, to go back and, and exact some revenge is, is absolutely always fun. And you, you were talking about lore there a moment too ago as well. And uh, when you're rating it live content, Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're so focused on got to cure, got to joust, got to do this, got to do that, got to be here, got to jump over here, that sort of thing, that you miss that sort of thing. Um, you don't see what the, the debuff packages that they have on them that have the names of their story a little bit. You said package. Yeah. <laughs> Big package. <laughs> uh, you know, I think like uh, Gynek Moltar, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he casts Curse of the Knoll Slayer. Well, if you know a little bit about his, his storyline, uh, there's a reason why it's called that and not just called, you know, Curse of X, right? Um, hmm. So it, it fits into his story. So you start to see some of that stuff that, you know, the team does spend time on. But sometimes when you're in the heat of the battle moment, you miss out on. We were going to do Delmont's story time. Uh, we're going to get to that at some point. Yes, yes. I think that one should be the first story time. Okie dokie. I'm writing that down for next time. All right. So what was next on your list? You're just skipping over. You don't want to do story time. Well, there's always betraying, which, as you know, I did. Yes. Go do the quests on the other side. And uh, I'm still not done with them because, you know, there's so many other things going on that I sort of leave those to fall back on when I'm not doing anything. Um, but you know, there's no penalty now. So really there's no reason not to betray. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I can say for me, I don't think I would, um, you know, you, as much as I get teased about it, I am role play light a little bit. And for me, uh, while it might present an interesting thing, I like that I'm a good guy. I'm always been a member of Kinos. I'm always on what I consider to be the right side of the tracks. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't see myself doing that. Uh, and certainly when I experimented with it on the Beast Lord, well, that just went horribly wrong. And I probably did it wrong eight ways to Sunday while doing it at the same time. So uh, it didn't leave uh, betraying as a positive thing to me. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do that again. Uh, <laughs> you know, so but I, I like where I am. So but that is a good thing. You know, a lot of people maybe haven't tried it or, you know, should take their, you know, take a take a walk on the wild side with their tune for the summer. You know, yeah, I'll go over to another city for a couple of months and see what life is like over there. As you say, there's no penalty, and you can always come home, right? 
Yes. Well, and the other thing is when I when I did it, it was Freeport had just been revamped. Mm. And now I'd seen it on my alts, but I don't know. There's something about getting disco in the new town on my main, you know, um, and sort of, you know, being able to walk around freely without getting killed by guards or sneaking around through sewers and stuff. Um, And it's, you know, more content. Why not take it? It's there. Uh, And I feel a little evil lately anyway, so it works. (laughs) Now, uh, you did it, you know, it was must have been nice, though, because you had snuck in there before in the past, the old sabotage quests mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the, the heritage quests that went through there. Like you said, you had to spend all that time going through uh, the sewers and whatnot and popping up, go for style, see if there was a guard around. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then the mad dash for the NPC. Yes. Um, you know, now that it looks different, is it, are you enjoying Freeport a little bit more than you ever did before? Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's... Well, first of all, it's it's all one zone now, so it's um, easier to get around, and it looks a lot nicer. And then, of course, there's all the old uh, execution going on every now and then, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I go do watch you, and do execution. you still stop and watch it? Well, yeah, well, they make a noise, so I gotta go <laughs> they see. Make a noise. I gotta go see. <laughs> they, you know, a little sound goes off, and you get this red text message saying there's an execution going on in the plaza. Well, I I better go look, right? Yeah, as long as somebody's going to die, it must be fun. <laughs> and they, I think they throw somebody down in the pit. I remember one time I fell down there. I'm like, oh wow, what happens when you fall down this hole? Well, you know what happens? You pop up in common lands. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, when you when you're when you're good and you're caught, at least way back when when okay. they actually threw you in the pit. You die. Oh, okay. And you wake up in the Conlines because they threw your corpse out. Uh, so may- maybe that's their homage to Logan's run. <laughs> maybe. Well, one of the other things that I really enjoy doing is harvesting. I know some people don't like harvesting, but if you make a sort of a game of it, a mini game, you know, you max out everything to be able to get as many rares as possible. You could kind of make it a goal to master out all your spells, like even like the really low tier spells. Um, and then just sell what you don't need and you make some money. I love harvesting. I guess I don't find it as uh, cathartic as other people do. I find it as, uh, as stressful as playing the slot machines. <laughs> you know, I, I see one, I run over. Uh, if, if it's in a low, lie, low level area, it's easy because nothing's going to aggro me. You do that over in Witherlands and I got to fight three satyrs, a tree and two wild panthers to get to one node. But I, I, I've certainly done that. Why? To, uh, to get more bags and more boxes made the, the El Cheapo way uh, rather than buying the rares uh, you know, off the broker or something like that. Uh, so yeah, to, to, to expand my storage capabilities, I have definitely hunted for rares along the way, the, the wood and the, and the pelts and whatnot. Uh, so I can have more storage because we're only getting more stuff, it seems, over time. No matter how often I try to go through and uh, compact on that stuff, it just seems to – I end up with more and more all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, the, harvesting, it, it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes you get on a real hot streak. Right. You're all excited by it. But, man, then there are just times when you are just down in the dumps and it is just rock after rock after plain old rock. Yeah, but that's what makes the rares that much more exciting. Yeah, that is true. That's what makes winning exciting. You got to have losing because that's right. what makes winning exciting. Absolutely. And it's really fun when you get uh, two rares off the same node. 
Yeah, that is a double whammy moment. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, you know, you get extra pulls when you're using your Brel, whatever, the prayer shawl and the all your stuff. If you have all your stuff on and you're maxed out, you can get extra stuff. Yeah, I didn't have that until recently, and I don't know why. I certainly had all the stuff. I just never used it. Oh, Dell, you're doing I, it wrong. I am. I, yes, I am definitely doing it wrong. My problem is I don't read the descriptions well enough. You know, I, I, I get the item, like the prayer shawl. I got it. Oh, cool. And I put it in the bank. No, no, you know, no, no, no. You I carry it with you yeah, at all times. I should, and I don't. I don't. Uh, so I am I am doing it wrong. Yes, absolutely. And I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there are other people out there like that, that same syndrome. Oh, got it. I, I view the shawl as the accomplishment, and and that's the that then it becomes done. And no, I move on no, to the no. Next thing, when it's really something I should be putting into practice. Yes, absolutely. If you're making stuff, you wear it because you have a chance to not use any of your components. Absolutely. I, I just I don't. I forget it. And when you're doing your um, what do you call them? The apprentices. You get those little potions and things off of there. Okay. The, bountiful harvest and whatnot save those up and i carry those around with me all the time too so if i have you know an hour i can put all my stuff on pop one of those potions and go run around harvesting and i get like a crap ton of rares in a very short amount of time you're absolutely right what does delmon do with those delmon banks them i guess i'm saving them for a rainy day oh no the no just use them yes i should and i I don't I have alts collecting them for me, and they feed them to Allie. And then Allie goes and runs around and gets all the rares, and there's no shortage of bountiful harvests. Again, something I need to put into practice. That's something I guess yes. I'm not good at. Yes, I need to teach you how to harvest. Harvesting is fun. You would think after 92 levels I'd know, but <laughs> apparently not. Harvesting is kind of like vacuuming, too. It's satisfying. There's something satisfying about you know cleaning up <laughs> okay it, it, before we get into vacuuming let's move on to our next okay. uh, let's talk a little about shinies right shinies, I think that, that goes yes. hand in hand with harvesting uh yes. shinies uh gotta have them gotta have them all yes um, and and i spend a lot of time collecting shinies that that i am actually an expert in not harvesting rares but shinies that i work hard on absolutely uh, and there are a, a metric ton a ton of shinies to collect. <laughs> and I can say that honestly. Yes. Um, well, I know you had had an issue uh, with uh, you. You went kind of went through your book and looked for missing pieces. And then you kind of like strategically targeted those areas. Right. And you, yes. you came into a stumbling block with the one in, I think it was greater fate arc. Uh, the fell with coin collection. Yeah. What, what did whatever happened with that? Uh, that I still only have one. Uh, apparently, this was a collection I had missed at one point, and the guard, the groundskeeper, the gardener mm-hmm. uh, from the DOV that we have in the guild hall. Uh, sometimes when I get the poo, uh, the bones in the water, I'll, I'll turn those in, and I got one. And I'm like, oh, what, what the heck is this thing? I actually, I'll go so far as Ellie, I put it on the broker because I mm-hmm. thought it was a plain old, uh, you know, coin of Hallis or something like that. I wasn't paying that careful attention to it, and I realized, whoa, wait a minute, this is one I don't have. Turned out to be a coin of Felwith. I believe at this point that the coins of of uh, Felwith are not in game, and that you can only get them on the uh, the gardener there, uh, because I spent a ton of time and got a ton 
of stacks of both Greater Fate Arc, and then I even went into New Tenaria, which is Felwith, uh, thinking it might be in there. I have scoured up, down, left, right, sideways, backwards, and Famunda to find these, and I cannot. Hmm. So I only see them on the broker, uh, and certainly the quantity of them on the broker is not that many compared to uh, other harvestable shinies from those types of zones. So that makes me think that this is one of those collections that is broken uh, and only gainable through uh, the shiny giver. Yeah, I wish I could remember where I got mine because I know I finished that collection. Um, and I do believe I tried to do a log search of all my old logs to see where I got them. And it didn't help your cause any. No, whatever. unfortunately. I-, I think they're only from there and therefore either you get it off of him and, or you get it off the broker. I think that's the only places these ones are coming from. And it kills me, Allie, because, as you know, I, have, I am a huge shiny collector, and I've completed a lot of them. That one is a level 10 one, and it sits at the top of my journal and mm. mocks me. It calls out going, hey, hey you can't complete me, you, be, you sicko, because you refuse to buy me off the broker. You're darn right <laughs> I refuse to buy you off the broker. So you're going to sit there until either, A, they fix it, or I turn in enough poo, bones, and water to get the rest of you that way, uphill both ways. So Well, what, here's what you need to do is farm poo, bones, and water. I mean, I'm sure you have plenty of bones and water, right? Absolutely. Everybody's short on poo. Uh, you know, it depends. <laughs> I, I'll, you get really streaky on those. It seems some mobs are more generous with poo, other with bones, <laughs> others with water. Uh, but while I have been farming activators for Dungeon Maker for yet another achievement, I have encountered a lot of mobs that drop those sort of things along the way. Well, here's what we can do, Dell. Let's put it on the list of things to do. Okay. We'll go in to a very low zone where we can just mow gray mobs down like nothing and just collect all their junk, their corpse loot. Mm-hmm. And the the lower zones have more poo on the the corpses and okay. those those work equally well yeah the unfortunate thing about going the whole uh gardener route is that he has such a huge loot table and i'm literally looking for two well if you have hundreds two. of bags of poo bones and water you should be able to you know yeah but he has all the dice more times my guess is he's got over a thousand i think his loot table is over a thousand chinese be positive. Uh, okay. On the bright side, Del. All right. Uh, Class is half full. We can get you hundreds and hundreds of those things. You know? Fair just... enough. I'll, I'll suggest this, though. I'm willing to farm those items, but mm-hmm. I, wa- I want to give them to you for turn-in because, as <laughs> we know, uh, there's no such thing as uh, good luck for Dell. It's this only bad. So I would I'm be willing to let you take the chance on them because I, I swear you have a better chance of getting it than I do. I have proven that I have luck. That is true. And you have proven that you do not. That I do not. So. Okay. Well, what else you got on your list there? Well, um, you know those little rainbow things? Oh, the, the Skittles. The Skittles, yep. Some people, now I know there's still one you're looking for. Yes, so yes. That's definitely on your list. But there are some people who haven't done those or who are newer to the game, uh, you know, and they weren't playing when those came in. But... Um, they're up to the, I think they go up to the, the 50 zones, I want to say. Yeah, the Ferrat would be the top he, level, the old original he, tier. Yeah, I mean, among other things, I mean, they drop all this other crap. And anything other than the books that are gray, uh, color, colored gray, they look like a book icon. Um, 
you can always take the scrying stones instead of the reward and just keep on collecting the scrying stones back so you can stay out there for longer. What I do is go buy a whole ton of the scrying stones, do the scrying thing, I get take the scrying reward, and if I'm looking for a particular book, uh, you know, I take only the scrying stones unless it's the book. And the books give you a quest. And there's, I think, what is it, nine quests? Yes. Books, nine different levels, you know, three categories in three levels or something like that for each archetype. And each one of those is a, a quest. It's timed, so you have to, like, be prepared to uh, know which mobs you're supposed to kill when you when you examine the book. Um, but those are quests, and it's, you know, something to do. Uh, I, I got to tell you, if I thought the Fell with Coin collection drove me mad, uh, playing the scrying game makes me want to punch kittens. Uh, <laughs> I I have invested so many so much time, so many scrying stones. And granted, they're they're relatively cheap, uh, and spend so much time. The, the best zone I think is to do the the scrying game in is uh, Enchanted Lands because there's a certain triangle pattern uh, by the granary, by that giant stump, and by that golem totem where it's almost always up and you can kind of run that in a, in a circular loop. Uh, I have spent so much time in scrying stones on there, hunting down that one book. Uh, if I see tree rune, coin rune, and whatever the hell the other rune is one more time, uh, <laughs> somebody's getting hurt. Sword, I believe. Yeah, oh, is it sword? Okay. Oh, my goodness. That, that is so teeth grinding and aggravating and frustrating. I, I've kind of put that one on the back burner because it, it, it makes Delmon mad. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, a, I think it's like a good rainy day, you know, rainy afternoon. I have nothing better to do but sit around in my pajamas and scry. Yes, yes. So yeah. I, I will scry on a tune that actually needs XP from the mobs in that zone. Okay. And um, I found a spot, but I don't want to tell you where it is because it's, it's a really good spot. Oh, and so I don't, I'm I don't... going to share my deep, dark secrets, but oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you where it is, but okay, you can't I tell, tell anybody I, I else. I won't tell anybody, Allie. Nobody, no, trust me, nobody listens to this. <laughs> Only my mom will find out where the okay. secret scrying spot is. Well, you know, <laughs> Dell's mom is pretty competitive. I don't know if I want to tell her my secret spot. It's okay. You know, in the Farat, there is that little tunnel in the rocks you go through. Instead of going right to the spire, you yes. go left. Okay. And yep. there's that big. Um, there's a waterfall down there. Yeah, there's a waterfall and there's the sort of a pond and then it leads off to the, the river, goes downstream, whatever. Yep. So all around the pond, all around the area, there's like three or four spots where the, the, the rainbows spawn. Okay. And well, maybe actually like more like four or five spots. So you just run around there, and you can you can scry back to back, back to back okay. to back to back, and then you just stand in the middle with your, you know, your settings turned all the way up so you can see the rainbows from far away, and you can alt tab out and play free cell. All righty. <laughs> Not very exciting, but hey, if you mix it up with Seder killing. It's definitely a time filler until December. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, and something else you had on your list was, was working on skill-ups, general yeah. skill-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one you had that I, I actually have maxed out, and I, I am actually quite proud of it. 
I am 460 alcohol tolerance. Mm. And I think that's pretty darn rare. I don't think there are a lot of players out there. Who... I disagree. Really? You th- yes. I, I, in game. I, I'm not talking about real life, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, fair. I don't know what my yellow yellow tail tolerance is in real life. But, uh, uh, you know, I think that's a good one. Uh, you know, I hit uh, what I did to get it uh, was I hit the party keg in my house, which is mm. free. Uh, and then I zoned a lot uh, because mm. I think a zone uh, does a check. Uh, and, and that's how I got a lot of skill ups. Uh, so I, and I've always I've always thought uh, alcohol tolerance would be a great uh check in game during a during a fight or something especially around the brel day content i always thought if there was some type of fighting uh zone or something um like an arena or something and if you had high alcohol tolerance you did a little better than other players in the zone <laughs> i always thought that would be a great thing like a debuff check or something or a resist check uh the higher your alcohol tolerance the better off you did during something like a- maybe they could uh, make a raid zone you know the boss mob be uh you know throwing beers at you or something change it for you know, Brel Day or whatever. Uh, absolutely. I always <laughs> thought that would be cool and, you know, use alcohol to give, give it some some uh, impact into the game other than just a, a line on, on your character screen. So, uh, But I did it because, again, I've, as I've said in the past, I always going to make all those lines go all the way to the right. Yeah. Um, you know, part of my uh, OCD mentality again, uh, got to get them all. Yeah, say fall, all that kind of stuff. There's, did you know, um, you can actually spy, well, <laughs> spy, stalk, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, your guild mates. Well, anybody, really. You can actually download the entire data file from your guild or wherever you want, really. For, and I did that once, kind of stalking my guild a little <laughs> Okay. That's maybe sounding creepy. Yeah. From Iki Iki to Mission. Not maybe. But okay. <laughs> so you can download the XML file and sort it any way you want and look at who has the highest alcohol tolerance or safe fall or, you know, magical hit or whatever. All okay. those, all the data points are in there, every single one of them for everybody. All you can right. see their bio and all that. Yeah. Now, all right. Now, that is something to do where there's really nothing to do. Yes. Download all your guildmates and see who has the highest safe fall. <laughs> did, did you, you would like... be surprised, Del, how many people have maxed al- alcohol tolerance. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see this in an Excel, uh, an Excel 2010 format, perhaps. Okay. Get it shared out on Google Docs somewhere. I'd like a complete <laughs> report of the entire unrest server. Al, you want to keep cracking okay. on that uh, by alcohol it. tolerance. Uh, uh, then by race, by uh, gender. You know, I want, I want full 26-page uh, color analysis on all this uh, without being creepy, of course. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about we talk about making lines go all the way to the right? Uh, yes. Faction. Oh, your favorite. I you love, love faction. faction. I do love Faction. Again, uh, it, it appeals to that got to max everything out mentality. You know, I want Delmon to be a hero, so that's why I spend a lot of time uh, necessarily doing things that don't matter, uh, mm-hmm. like having max Faction. Uh, now it does come into play with uh, the clause of Vichine, uh or Vishon, depending if you like to pronounce it correctly. Uh, <laughs> you know, but like the whole... You know, we spent a lot of time uh, factioning slowly in the hole so that we could get all the quests that were faction-related. Um, I, I, I was on a raid the other day. This is how sad I am, Allie. I was on a raid the other day, and we were outside. <laughs> Cray talks again. And somebody killed a Rhyme member. Oh, and, and I And I took a 75-point faction hit against the Rhyme. That ticked me off. You have major issues. I, I'm not debating these facts. 
so what did I do? I went back out to Jarsus Waste after the raid, got the um, one of those repeatables off one of the barrels, and I went and killed eight sharks. And then I came back for 500 faction. Now, back in the day, I remember doing that quest. My God, that was hard to do. Uh, you know, swimming around out there, having to fight all that stuff. It, it took me five minutes. But again, because I like all my lines to go all the way to the right, I went and did it. Um, I did, interestingly enough, run into Megalodon, uh, that old bastard. Ah, I and, hate him. <laughs> I hated him, too. And so I made myself feel like a really big dwarf and two-shotted him. Nice, nice. <laughs> so there was a little bit of payback. So that was kind of fun too, but uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, look at your faction screens. There's certainly a lot of them broken down by expansion and whatnot. Um, and work on them. Yeah, I did uh, I did Othamers and, and the Knolls all the way out, all the way to uh, 50,000, excuse me, uh, it, just because I wanted them, because it was something to do. I was also getting mission kill count for uh, mission count, completion, not kill count, mission completion account which is another achievement when you complete 2,000 of those. Uh, so there was another means to an end. But I enjoyed doing those and because I guess to me there is some satisfaction in seeing that uh, maxed out. Uh, it, it makes me feel good. It is something to do when there's nothing to do. Yeah, the whole I, – I kind of was uh, putting that off for a while, and I finally buckled down and did all of that stuff. But, man, talk about – uh, you know, a balancing act with all the different factions and making sure you get every single quest in there. It's, uh, you definitely have to have your little checklist going and do things in the right order. Uh, yeah, that zone appeals to the, the OCD people that we keep talking about, where you have to do your homework in order to get them all uh, and know which ones uh, reappear, but don't mm-hmm. reappear in your journal, uh, but count uniquely. Uh, so, you know, we all spent a lot of time going through that very carefully and very meticulously to make sure that we didn't miss out on anything. Yeah. Well, one more thing that, um, you know, if you do, we've been kind of talking about stuff that's, you know, old school or, you know, doesn't require a lot of fighting or whatever. But if you'd rather do like the current tier, the current content, you can farm the Sky Shrine contested uh, for all those little drops and the, the instances and whatnot. Um, and I'll tell you, if you come across any of those Malagonian horns, your favorite ranger would love you forever for those. Oh, really? Yes, they make some really awesome arrows. Hmm. I better check the broker before you sign in then. <laughs> well, I guess that makes the assumption my favorite ranger is. <laughs> His alley, of course. Uh, yeah, oh, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so you'll have to give them to me. My favorite ranger is whoever is willing to pay the most for them. <laughs> no, no, oh, you mean you don't want me to take you around and uh, on auto follow and kill satyrs for you? Maybe I can find a few horns in the bottom of my bags then. <laughs> or turn in poos for shinies for you? Uh, yes, but yeah, actually, you make a really good point there. There's a lot of that sort of stuff that does drop that uh, you know maybe appeals to one class more than another. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, uh, you, you know, uh, and there's a lot of farming that can be done, both for faction. Uh, there are a lot of good items. I, I don't think a lot of people, you know, maybe necessarily really take the time like I do sometimes to. And I'm not saying that I do, but that I don't look at the look at the items carefully enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some legendary items in Sky Shrine that sometimes trump other things that you might not think that can't be better. It's legendary crap, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be fooled by the descriptions, though, because some of those items seem to be mismarked. Like, for example, the Malagonian horns I was just talking about, they make the arrows, but it doesn't have the arrows on the loot list um, on the item description. 
Oh, okay, Those, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, the arrows are actually showing up on some other thing, beans or whatever they're called. I have no idea. That is a red herring. Don't believe it. The arrows do not come from those beans. So make sure you check with your trade skiller or look in your book. Mismarked. Error. Wrong. Bug. One last thing that I think is uh, really enjoyable, and, and I spent a lot of time doing this. Uh, it's, uh, and I'll admit I am ashamed to admit it, uh, guide stalking. Talking earlier about shinies, got to have them all. Well, guides have shinies, and uh, Delmon will do just about anything you ask for green shinies from a guide. Uh, dare I say even, Hallie, uh, the, the dreaded RP. You I'll, enjoy role I'll playing. I'll even RP for shinies. I will, I will dance for your amusement, Hallie, for shinies. <laughs> And I will RP with, with guides for shinies. I'll admit, I think we've had, we, you and I have both had fun. Yeah. You know, I think we, we get into a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, competitive roles, you know, yes. the dwarf versus the elf uh, in front of the uh, the guy trying to entertain them uh, w- with exaggerated, overblown characterizations of ourselves. But that's, you know, that's something else. You know, uh, when you see a guide, sometimes they're running quests. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just there to uh, to RP a little bit uh, and, and hang out and, hey, you know, or talk about even... There was one day we were chatting about the the new uh, world that that they, we had heard was being discovered. I think this was a little bit prevelious when we were getting some of the early intro quests to it, and just talking about it. Yeah, I've heard about this snow place. What do you? I don't like the cold, and you mm-hmm. know we had a little fun going back and forth, and I got a few a few shinies for it. I think I actually might have got some cookies and milk mm-hmm. as well. You know, so uh, interacting with guides when you see them on. Uh, you know, those people are volunteers and they're very good at what they do and they enjoy what they do. Uh, so if you have an opportunity to, uh, dare I say, stalk them with who all guides so you mm-hmm. can see who's out there. Maybe I shouldn't be sharing that with folks this way to track if the guides are on your server at that moment. <laughs> uh, but definitely it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, they're not around a lot. Uh, so you got to jump on them, kind of, not literally, uh, <laughs> when you see them, of course. Uh, but if you see them, go over to the zone. They're usually shouting. Uh, and they're, they're a lot of fun to hang out with. And, and you can get a little bit of reward uh, for the fun that you're having. Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of group of people usually for a while. Um, and, you know, if you get to know them, they get to know you. And, you know, it, it kind of creates a little community almost. It does, and those people are wonderful, and I think uh, they should be uh, uh, commended or rewarded and applauded for uh, taking time out of their gaming to enhance our gameplay as, as other players. So those are just some of the things that Dylan and I like to do when there's nothing to do. Um, I'm sure everybody's got their own preferences, and maybe you guys have something that we haven't talked about. So if you have any any suggestions for what you like to do, you can send us an email. Uh, yeah, that would be a great idea. We'd love to hear from what other people are doing. Uh, you know, like you say, maybe we missed a few things. It's something we could take advantage of as well. Yes, tell us your secrets. <laughs> tell us your secret hunting spots now. <laughs> Speak. Speak, or the squirrel gets it. All right. Uh, Allie Angle, Allie. Allie yeah. Angle. All right. So uh, are you ready for this week's uh, diabolical question? I suppose I am. All right. Uh, so, Allie... We've been talking about things to do when there's nothing to do, interestingly enough. Yes. Uh, And the other night, if you remember correctly, we were chatting about movies that we could watch 
over and over again while mindlessly hunting satyrs to extinction for destroyer titles. So for this episode, Ali Angle, what are your top three zones that have the replayability factor for you that you can do over and over again? Well, this was kind of a tough one because there are there are so many zones in the game, and but there are definitely three that are kind of near and dear to my heart for replayability. And the first one, well, it's number three, is Poet's Palace. Now, this is so old, I don't know that a lot of people go there anymore because there's no reason to really. But if you get a chance, I absolutely love this zone. I mean, there are so many different versions and you could give me any zone, any version of that zone and I would I would enjoy it. Maybe the times four with just Delmon is a little painful, but... <laughs> But other than that, it's it's awesome. I like it um, because there's little puzzles. You have to really kind of work at it to get to the next level, even if it's gray. Uh, and I like, you know, that floor that has the doors that open randomly uh, in order to get to the next section. I don't know. There's something about that zone I really, really enjoy. And there are parts that actually really feel magnificent. You know, the ceilings go so high. And it just, it really feels like a palace. I really enjoy that zone. Oi, the doors. My God, the doors. Oh, find me a kitten. I need to punch one. <laughs> Don't like it. I love oh, that I, zone. No, I, I'll tell you, uh, Poet's Palace, beautiful zone. I, I do absolutely love it. Uh, it's, it's those doors, uh, especially when you got to carry the little guys back and forth uh, to, to, to do that ring event. Uh, but you're right. Uh, the, the look of the zone uh, the complexity of the zone, the, uh, there are a certain amount of you got to uh, kill and unlock puzzles along the way to get to the next level. You know, so it, it's not just everything's available to you. You, you kind of have to work at it. Uh, and then you keep going higher up and it gets more difficult. Uh, so, yes, I, absolutely. Poet's Palace is a great zone. Um, a little bit more enjoyable now that I'm a bigger, tougher dwarf and don't die as often in there. Uh, but, yeah, and, and it came in so many flavors, too, so it was kind of dare I say, uh, play your way. You could take the easy route. You could take the difficult route, or you could take the, this is insanely impossible route. And we stay up all night. There was that one night we were up all night. Yeah. Why did we stay up all night? Because we were halfway through and we're like, Oh, we've come this far. And it was literally like five o'clock in the morning before we were done. Uh, Was there an achievement? Was that what we were doing? I forget why we were in there, but you're right. It was like, this this next mob has to be the last mob. This can't go on any further. It was so miserable because it was so late at night and we were all exhausted. I think it was me, you, and my husband and maybe one other person. I don't remember. Maybe oh, it, was just, it, was. It, it was. That zone never ended. So uh, what was number two? Number two is unrest. It's a, such a good and creepy zone. Like things pop out at you. There are, uh, you know, shinies that can bite you in the butt <laughs> if you take the wrong one. Uh, and and the other thing I really like is the storyline for the zone is self-contained. You know, you don't have to know the whole history of Norath to to sort of pick up on the storyline of of the zone. It's 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 sort of all inclusive. Um, the other thing is things pop out at you from around corners. It's it's definitely has that little spook factor that's fun, even if you've been there before. And when you get to know the scripts and all of that kind of stuff. It's fun to go through, you know, with friends and just it's, it can be casual and, and, and chill, you know, collect those shinies and mock each other when they spawn mobs. 
yeah, absolutely. I would have to say Unrest, you know, we're talking about replayability here, but Unrest to me ranks as one of the best zones ever in game, and maybe that's why it is, has such high replayability, because it has all those things that you're talking about. And so many so many things that were first times that we had ever really seen. Mm. I mean, it truly was uh, like a, uh, a D&D paper event, mm. you know, because there were so many puzzles that we had to do uh, in an MMO setting. Uh, it it had an epic that spawned. So if you wanted to go the hey, let's see how how badass are we, you know, once you spawned him, uh, you had to unlock things. Uh, it had that OMG factor. How many times when you were going down the bottom and you got that the 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 static <laughs> signal thing? And yeah. Everybody said, "Oh my God, did you just see that?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, it had shinies. It had uh, pages for books to collect. It, it just had so many things we hadn't seen before. And, and and it was almost so long too, it, and and it had a lot of callback to EverQuest One days. So players who were in that zone, a lot of the mobs, a lot of the 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 look and the feel, it was all there. The only thing we didn't have was trained to the zone, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had all those things. So I, you know, absolutely one of the best zones of all time, and I and I think that's a great one, Ali. Yeah, unrest. I, I can't say highly enough about it. And and if can I plug can I plug one little aspect? If people still run unrest. Yes. Read the note that you get from the gnome carefully. I'll say no more. Okay. When you play chess, read that note. Okay. What's your uh, number one <laughs> replay zone? Uh, my number one replay zone is Protector's Realm. I'm sure you could have guessed that. Uh, we do it every three days still. <laughs> we do. And, uh, you know, obviously the cash is great. And that's the main reason people go there. Um, and, you know, Nowadays, with the two white slots on like practically everything, you need tons of manas and powders and all of that. And, you know, every now and then you can get a level 80 item. So you have a shot at the transmutables to make your dormants. Um, but but also it's, you know, it's a fun zone because there's this little storyline, again, a self-contained little storyline and uh, I don't know about you, but it's fun to pretend every time you're in the snake room that, you know, you've been tricked by Ludmilla and company. Yeah, absolutely. I've always thought uh, Protector's Realm, best raid zone for story. Uh, and it's something we don't see uh, all too often. Uh, frankly, uh, I, I have a little thing for Ludmilla. I always thought she was hot. <laughs> and then she tried to kill me later, which I didn't think was really cool. Uh, but every time, like you say, I went back there, I fell in love with her, and then she tried to kill me again. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and it has that story. You know, uh, of you got to res the people, and you got to, you know, they were in the zone for they were raiding the zone first, kind of thing, and they and you interact with with the world, and uh, absolutely, and, uh, you're right. It, uh, TPR or PR, whatever you call it, uh, depending on what server you're on, uh, people are still running it for the money. Um, uh, you know, uh, so it's still relevant. For that reason, maybe that's not a great reason why it's still relevant, but uh, hey, it helps pay the bills. And, and certainly in, in EverQuest 2 nowadays, there are a lot of bills that need paying. Um, yeah, but the, and you can work off your debt. I mean, when you have 11.5% debt after raid, you know, yeah. plow through there and, you know, take off some of the some of the red bar. Uh, yeah, and absolutely too. And, and uh, because it's a, a little bit of an old school zone, uh, you don't need an army of people to do it. Uh, we know it can be done with a Templar and a Ranger. 
Right. And, it's and preferred a poor Templar to, at that. <laughs> right. It's preferred to have only two because then you get more money, Dell. It's all about the money. It's all about the bling, Allie, right? <laughs> right. And you have a better chance than I do of getting grouped up with somebody because you're the healer. Absolutely. I got to tell you, love that about that zone. You got to have a healer. And what am I? A sucky healer. <laughs> you don't need to heal hardly. That's another reason why I like to go there. I don't have to work too hard. Other than the death touch, the death touch mob, <laughs> it's not that hard for me. Right. Uh, okay, to, to recap, Allie, uh, you know, we've been talking about things to do when there's nothing to do. So what are three zones that you feel have high replayability value? My number three was Poet's Palace. Number two? Unrest. And your most replayable zone? Protector's Realm. Excellent. All three good choices as well. Uh, and we'd love to hear some of the zones that uh, other folks are running over and over again that they enjoy playing. So they can drop us an email with those as well, can't they? Yeah, they sure can. All right. So, Allie, do we have anything else then for this, the 47th episode of EQ2 Talk? I think that pretty much wraps it up. Alrighty then. So let's say thank you to everybody who took the time to download the podcast. We sure hope that you enjoyed it. And let's say a big thank you to this week's corporate sponsor, Fruit of the Loom. Allie, good days. Start with Fruit of the Loom. Bras. <laughs> Skivvies. T-shirts. Panties. <laughs> All right, so if you're sitting around in your underwear right now and you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so in a couple of ways. First, there's our email. So for me, that's delmon at eq2talk.com. And I'm Allie at eq2talk.com. You can also catch us in-game. So that's eq2.unrest.delmon, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. Or you can reach me at eq2.unrest.alicious or, oh, I guess I should spell that, shouldn't I? A-L-I-S-C-I-O-U-S. Or you can join our in-game chat channel, which is eq2.unrest.eq2talk. You can also check us out over on Facebook, where we are facebook.com slash eq2talk. Or follow us on Twitter at eq2talk. Hope to see you all back here for episode number 48. And say goodnight, Allie. Goodnight, Allie. This is episode number 40. You're right. That is what I say. Wow. You are you getting old? I'm, I'm You're at, right. I'm, that I'm, is what I say. Like it didn't even occur to you until you said it out loud. Oh, no. That is what I say. Best I remember. Blah, blah. Best I remember. All righty. Okay. Yeah, I just had to lower the chair a smidge, right. a skosh. You're not doing panties and bras? I had to look up the tagline. I couldn't find my sheet. <laughs> See, now you get all the dogs excited. I didn't debuff them enough. Panties! <laughs> you keep using the horde. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs>